With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. There's a whole lot of humble pie that's going to be handed out. It's going to be handed out all over the country. You yourself might even have to take part in the digestion. And I'll explain here coming up in just a minute. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can also listen to this show on the iHeartRadio app as well as on Sirius XM Channel 83. As always, we are brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area have paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. All right, so we are going to, uh, you, wherever you're listening to the show right now, on any of the outlets that I've just listed and named off to you, I'm going to ask you a question. Now, just raise your hand, nod your head, whatever you want to do. If you want to flip off the radio, that's fine. I'm not going to judge you. Do whatever it is. If if you're already celebrating Cinco de Mayo at a cantina near you, that's fine. Do a shot. I don't care. If you got them lined up, do them. But we're going to go ahead. I'm going to ask you some questions, all right? And I want everybody to be honest. Just be honest. Have you 
watched the NFL within the last 10 years? Majority of you out there nodding your head, raising your hand. Yes, that, that would be a yes. Okay. Have you criticized or mocked an NFL quarterback or been sarcastic about the performance of a highly paid NFL quarterback within the last 10 years? Yeah, I mean, we're all raising our hands, right? We're all nodding yes or doing whatever, maybe a shot, Cuervo, Don Julio, whatever your preference is. All right. Have you ever played fantasy football within the last 10 years? Again, majority of us raising our hands, nodding our heads, acknowledging that we have done all of this. All right. Have you mocked, criticized, ridiculed, and made fun of a quarterback in the NFL who hasn't won a Super Bowl in the last 10 years? I mean, double hands on that, right? Everybody agrees. We all, nodding our heads, everybody agrees to that. And have you, within the last 10 years, watched an NFL game on Fox? Everybody has. You know who you are, Super Bowls, whatever, weekly stuff, you know who you are. All right, so now that we've addressed all that, we have all agreed, we've all acknowledged that, that we have said yes to all of those, I'm going to ask John Ramos in. John Ramos, happy Cinco de Mayo. Uh, happy Cinco de Mayo to you too, Jonas. For, for you white people, you don't know what that is. Oh. But it is a uh, the 5th of May is what it means, John. That is um, All right. That's so you correct. are going to be the mouthpiece. This is going to be like confession. Okay. Right? So instead of telling you to do uh, like 15 Hail Marys for sure. what you just said yes to and nodded your head at, you're going to represent the public on this. All right. You're going to represent the people listening. I am John Doe. All right. You ready for this, John? Yes. Repeat after me. Okay. On behalf of everybody that just nodded their head yes to all of those questions I just asked. Okay. I. I. Acknowledge. Acknowledge. That as of today. As. That as of today. I have lost my battle. I have lost my battle. Against Jay Cutler. Against Jay Cutler. It's a wrap, folks. You lose. (laughs) You lose. And Jay Cutler just keeps on winning. That is a wrap. Yep. All the ridiculing and the mocking of Jay Cutler. By the way, what's that outside the studio? Is that a guy or a girl? Real quick, look. Uh, All the ridiculing and mocking of Jay Cutler over the last 10 years. Everybody bashing Jay Cutler over the last 10 years. Talking about how he doesn't have a personality. Talking about what a bust he's been and a complete failure at the NFL level. Congratulations, because coming this fall, every single week, Jay Cutler with the visual double middle fingers every single Sunday in the NFL as he has joined Fox to be their broadcaster. Yeah! Jay Cutler alongside Kevin Burkhart. Also, Charles Davis, who will be joining us later on in the show, is going to be in the booth. I think it's fantastic. I think it's wonderful. Cutler said this, and because here's where the negativity of Jay Cutler is going to continue on, and it's total BS. So Jay Cutler, in a uh, in a statement, eh, probably not written by him, but uh, a statement on behalf of Jay Cutler that said, I don't know if retirement is the right word. I don't feel that anyone ever really retires from the NFL. You're either forced to leave or you lose the desire to do what's required to keep going. I'm in between those situations at this point in my life. Here's the thing. Everybody's going to look at this and go, Huh, of course he took a broadcasting gig. He couldn't get a job anywhere in the NFL. You really think 
that Jay Cutler couldn't start for an NFL team at some point this season. All right. Now, I'm not saying he will. I'm not saying that he's going to leave the booth automatically and go take a job with, with some team that's got an injury issue. But you really think that Jay Cutler is a bad enough player that he couldn't start for an NFL team. Look around the league, guys. Did anybody see three of the quarterbacks that started an AFC playoff game last year? Vomit, trash, and feces are all their names. I believe the Latin terms are all vomit, trash, and feces for the three backup quarterbacks that started games. Connor Cook? You're telling me Jay Cutler's not a better quarterback than Connor Cook? I mean, come on. Let's be honest here. But the difference between Jay Cutler and the difference between a lot of us out there is that Jay Cutler, he determines the course of his career. He's got full control over that. Because he's going to get labeled that, oh, nobody wanted him. Now, he had conversations with the Jets. Those went to a certain level, fell through. He had some conversations with the Houston Texans. Those went to a certain level. A lot of people think they didn't really get as serious as something with the Jets. And those fell through. But this idea that no NFL team wanted him, how do you know he didn't want them? How do you know this isn't the other way around? The guy's made a gang load of money in his career, over $100 million. He's been playing on a bad team and making great money for years. So why continue to play on bad teams if you're going to make less money? Yeah, he could go start. But any team that needs a quarterback that desperately is not a team that's anywhere close to competing for a Super Bowl. So what's the point? Why would you play for less? If you've already acknowledged that you have, and and you've already been working for a certain amount, like take, just put yourself in this situation. You are, say you're a waiter, a bartender. You work in the restaurant business. And you work at a dive bar. And the place sucks, all right? It's just, it's not very good. But you make like 100 bucks a night in tips. So, the play, all of a sudden, the place closes down. And you're looking around for work, and all of a sudden, a bowling alley calls you. And they say, here's the deal. We're willing to offer you half of what you made on a nightly basis, but you're going to be able to get free Cosmic Games, and we'll even let you take home a can of that foot spray that they take with you that's basically cologne that you get out of a dollar store. What do you say? You're hanging up the phone so fast or leaving that place so fast because you just left a dump where you made decent money. Why would you go play for another dump and make half the money? It doesn't make any sense. Everybody assumes that Jay Cutler wasn't wanted by the NFL. He was wanted by the NFL, but he wasn't willing to play for less than what he had been making or play for a significant decrease on the salary that he got last season or over the last few years. So what's the point? If you're going to get your head caved in playing behind a weak offensive line or playing behind a bad football team, why go do it for half the price? It doesn't make any sense. Like, they, these guys have options. A lot of us don't have those options. If we get let go from a gig and we've got to pay our bills, we're going to take whatever job's out there. Trust me, I've had the worst jobs of anybody on the planet, okay? You try being the rat from Chuck E. Cheese. You try getting hit in the groin by a five-year-old who's pissed off because his parents care more about the eight-year-old. Try that on. 
I live that life. It's miserable. But you got to pay bills. And Jay Cutler doesn't have that problem. The guy's made, what, over $100 million in his career. He's got a smoke show wife. He's happily married. He's got kids. They just moved to Nashville. He is set up. He's good. Why go get your head caved in for less if you don't have to? He's got options. Not a lot of us have control over our careers like these guys do. Jay Cutler does. The same thing, if you remember the NBA trade deadline, where a lot of people were trying to, and I remember saying this at the time, where everybody was making fun of the Boston Celtics. Oh, my God, I can't believe you guys didn't make a move at the trade deadline. I can't believe you guys didn't offer up anything to try and get Jimmy Butler and Paul George. You really want to hold on to those draft picks? Hold on. Who says they didn't offer up a ton to get Jimmy Butler and Paul George? And who says that the offers they were getting back were so ridiculous that why would they consider them? If you know you're not good enough, if you know you're going to end up in the same spot without all of that, why go through the hassle? Why why give away everything if you're just going to end up in the same spot? Jay Cutler's looking at this going, so why should I play for $4 million just to be on a three-win team again? What's the point? See, you know what? I'll figure it out. I'll go be a broadcaster. I'll go to Fox. I'll be part of their number two or number three team that they've got at the network, and I'll come to living rooms every single Sunday just to remind you about how wrong you were about me. I think it's fantastic. He's got all the control in his life and all the control in his career. But for some reason, he's still going to be the butt of everybody's jokes. They're still going to mock him and make fun of his career. Good news for you. Stack up his numbers against some other guys. His career wasn't that bad. Wasn't that great, but it wasn't that bad either. Stack up his bank account against a lot of other guys. He's sitting fine. He's good. Now everybody's got to walk back their commentary on Jay Cutler. Maybe even some people at this network, not I. I've been the man standing alone defending Jay Cutler. I was even called by former Fox Sports Radio host Mike North, Jay Cutler's cabana boy. I don't know what that means, but he called me Jay Cutler's cabana boy. I believe we dumped that segment on the air. So there it is. Uh, John Ramos and Robert Guerra are here at Fox Sports Radio with me side by side. Deb Carson is here as well, too. Uh, John, once again, happy Cinco de Mayo. Uh, happy Cinco de Mayo. It means the 5th of May in Spanish. John. That is affirmative. Yeah. So there it is. So uh, just uh, just three white guys doing the radio. That's all. <laughs> happy Cinco de Mayo, Robert. Thanks, Jonas. Yeah. Just doing my part, you know. Uh-huh. Just uh, trying to help out here. Jonas, more Mexican than both of us. Jonas. Damn straight. <laughs> I've, I've always said it. If you've got a Z at the end of your last name, you and I are talking at some point. Uh, yeah, I think it goes. I actually think Rick Bettino said it well, Jonas. Four white guys and an Egyptian. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. Yeah, so there it is. That is the show lineup. So, again, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. You can also listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and on Sirius XM Channel 83 as well. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Up next, though, a Hall of Famer is going to tell you why one move made in the NFL over the last couple of weeks may have been the wrong move for the franchise. And that's next. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app as well as on Sirius XM Channel 83. Uh, John celebrating Cinco de Mayo by playing Bush. They're one of the leaders in the Latino movement. No doubt about it, especially that British accent. Gavin Rosendale. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's it. 
Uh, with a Z. Yeah, absolutely, John. <laughs> with a Z, right. Um, we will be uh, catching up with a Hall of Famer, a surprise Hall of Famer. I'm not going to tell you who because he hasn't called in yet. But a surprise Hall of Famer coming up here in just a minute here on Fox Sports Radio. So do not go anywhere because it is important news. Also, I would like to uh, give the proper credit out to the person who deserves it. Uh, I was called a, a name on Twitter, um, and I would like to give the proper credit out. That man who was actually given that nickname originally was Manny Pacquiao. Um, a guy on Twitter referred to me as the Executioner. That is not the case. Manny Pacquiao got that nickname because of all his wars with Mexican fighters in his boxing career. I am not the Executioner. Uh, a neat name, but that belongs to Manny Pacquiao. So I would, I would feel uh, un, you know, not authentic of me to take that name and the responsibility of that name and everything that goes along with it. Go ahead and clear that up here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, so there is a – it's – We've got an NFL Hall of Famer. He is a college football Hall of Famer. This guy's done everything, absolutely everything. He's also a Heisman Trophy winner. Just go through the list of everything he's accomplished in his career. It's as, as He's as accomplished as almost anybody that there is in the history of football. His name is Tim Brown, joining us now on Fox Sports Radio. Tim, what's happening? How are you? What's going on, guys? Um, so I want to, you saw the news. I don't know if you saw. So Jay Cutler has uh, retired and he's decided to, or, you know, at, at least for the time being, and he's decided to be a broadcaster. When did you come to the conclusion that you were ready to stop playing the game you loved for as long as you had been playing? Um, it actually happened, I think, during the middle of the season, my, uh, uh, my 17th year with, with Tampa Bay. Um, you know, I wasn't having the best of seasons. We wasn't having the best of seasons. And, um, I just realized that one that uh, I always thought, man. I don't know if you guys remember Preston Pearson played for the Cowboys. You know, growing up, he was a guy that you know played three or four snaps a game, would come off the bench and make this great play and go back and put his cape back on and and watch the rest of the game. And I always thought I would be that guy at the end of my career. Well, I realized that my body couldn't do that, you know, and I I was really hurting myself trying to play ten, twelve snaps a game. And um, so I, I realized that uh, this was going to be it because nobody was going to let a 39-year-old receiver start. <laughs> and so, and I definitely wasn't going to run down on kicks and punts and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I had to uh, decide. It was a tough decision in the middle of the year, but even though I played the rest of the year, I, I pretty much knew it was over. Were there any second thoughts afterwards at any point, you know, in the in the year following it? Like, man, maybe I should get back into this. Absolutely not. <laughs> so you were done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, you get 17, and it's hard to say. I to get another one you know but um uh, i guess i may have thought about you know uh, i think it was new england or philadelphia one of the teams that were playing pretty good at the time because you you know the the thought of getting a championship is always on on the tip of your tongue you know or the back of your mind i should say uh, he is a pro football college football hall of famer tim brown joining us here on fox sports radio and I think you guys are in, in, in professional athletes who play at the highest level are in a unique position because if somebody were to tell me all right, so you can no longer do radio. It's what you've always done. It's what you love That's to right. do. You can no That's longer right. do it. What are you going to do next? That's I right. wouldn't have an answer. That's I, right. I really would. And you guys have to make those decisions at a at a young age. That's so right. how did you? What did you do? How did you? How did you deal with that after your career was over? Well, you know, for me, I, I was very fortunate, man. You know, one of the, one of the worst days of my life probably ended up being one of the best things that ever happened to me, and that's when I got hurt my second year in the league, and I was literally told by the doctors, "Hey, Tim, your knee is going to last 
for maybe five years, but that's that's going to be it. So, but by the time you're 28, 29, you're going to have to have another job. So, you know, I, I would advise that you work on you know this great education you got from Notre Dame that you use it. And um, and that's what I did, man. I started a business then, and um, and I literally prepared myself to leave the game at 23, 24 years old. And um, knowing that every time I stepped on the field, it could be the last time. Now, when I got 30, I realized, well, I had gone past what the doctors had said. <laughs> so let's just go one year at a time and see what happens. And, uh, you know, and all of a sudden you stand it 15 years later, um, you know. And uh, so when I walked away from the game, I was com- prepared from the standpoint of mentally I had, um, you know, been thinking about this for a long time. But that being said, I have to tell you this story. <laughs> so I went right from there to Fox Sports News, right, uh, Fox <laughs> Sports Net, doing a show with uh, with Eddie George and Jay Glazer and uh, Jason Seahorn. And, uh, and the first night we taped happened to be the first night that the NFL was doing Thursday night games and the Raiders were playing they were playing the Patriots in New, New England and they came out the locker room and I went into a cold sweat and almost went into shock I mean I couldn't speak I couldn't figure out what was happening why am I, and I even played for the Raiders my last year um, and they was like you better talk we're going to call the 911 not call 911 if you don't talk and finally I was able to say I'm alright and I literally had to get up off the stage uh, off the set and walk around that place and, t- and talk to myself and say it's okay you chose to retire you know so it's a difficult thing no, no matter what man if you're ready to walk away or not was it the nerves of doing a new job that you weren't familiar with, or was it the fact that you were seeing them come out of the tunnel and it stirred up all those emotions of playing again? Oh, no, no. It, this, this was all about football. It wasn't about, you know, talking football on TV. This was all about, um, you know, the fact that I wasn't on that field with the with the, with the the Raiders at, at that particular point. And, again, the weird thing is I didn't even play for the Raiders my last year, but, um, but I just know from that experience that uh, if it was that tough for me in that moment, how tough it you know, tough can it be for a guy that, you know, got hurt at 24 or, you know, got cut at 29? You know, how how tough is it on those guys who walked away from the game the way they did not want to? Yeah, and especially you landed on your feet and, and you've had success afterwards. When you see, and, and we're, we're catching up with Tim Brown, the uh, Pro Football College Football Hall of Famer with us here on Fox Sports Radio. When you see guys that come into the league, you did it the right way in your career and uh, and you handled everything the correct way. When you see guys come into the league who have had issues in college, most notably like Joe Mixon, who had the incident that was on on video of him striking the woman uh, at an Oklahoma restaurant, what's your thoughts on those guys getting a second chance, getting into the NFL? And if you were running an organization, would you draft them? Well, you know, my, my, my thoughts are that, you know, uh, their careers can only go up from here because you don't get a chance to go down from where, the, where they are. You know, if, if they don't go up, then they're going to be gone, you know. Um, so uh, I, I can't say that I wouldn't draft a guy like that, you know. Um, uh, I, I think I would have to really look at the details of what was happening, and I, I know a little bit or know enough about the Mixon, um, you know, situation to, to, to speak on it. But um, it would be tough. It would absolutely be tough, man, because – but I, I think I would look into his background if there was anything else, anything else 
that I saw that it was out of line, I think I would probably pass on it, you know. But, um, you know, if this is a guy, this was a one-off bad night type deal, and, you know, he got in a situation that was out of his hand, you know. I, I know the girl put, his, put her hands on you, but, you know, no no situation calls for you to, to hit, a, hit a woman like that. So, um, you know, so I think from that standpoint, you know, if there was anything else in, in his background, that I probably would have to back off of it. Uh, he is uh, Tim Brown, Pro Football Hall of Famer, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Tell us about the Ring of Excellence brought to you by K Jewelers. Yeah, K Jewelers, they present the uh, Ring of Excellence to all the uh, Hall of Fame inductees, man. It's a beautiful piece of jewelry. It's so much so, it's one of those pieces of jewelry. If you're walking through the airport, people come up to you and say, bro, I, I have no idea who you are. <laughs> but all I do know is I want to see what that is on your finger. So um, they've done an incredible job with the um, with the uh, the Hall of Fame ring. And uh, also with, with, Mother's Day com- with Mother's Day coming up, uh, they have everything in that store, 30% off. Up and uh, up until Mother's Day, and uh, they want people to come in and take care of your mothers or the mother of your kids, and uh, have a beautiful Mother's Day. Last thing is, uh, we want people to go to social media, uh, using Twitter, hit uh, or Facebook, and use the hashtag Mom Is, and tell the world what Mom is to you. And uh, let's uh, let's get some beautiful sentiments out there about our moms, and uh, make this a great Mother's Day. Thanks so much, Tim. We appreciate a few minutes of your time. It was fun. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you. That is uh, Tim Brown, Pro Football College Football Hall of Famer, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Yeah, that's funny, man. So he got out of the game and was ready and everything was fine. All of a sudden, he saw those guys come out of the tunnel, and he had to walk off set because he was sweating because it stirred up all the emotions of when he played. That's why I don't think people realize how difficult that is for a player. You're walking away at a relatively young age doing something you've done for 20 years and sometimes longer, and all of a sudden you just got to figure out a game plan afterwards. It's, you know, most of us don't have to deal with that. that is, uh, that's, that's Tim Brown, the uh, NFL Hall of Famer, even after he knew it was time to go, uh, still struggling with uh, his post-career. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and on Sirius XM Channel 83 as well. You can get me on Twitter, by the way, at the Jonas Knox. Up next, there is somebody in sports who you probably dislike. You don't like this guy very much at all. And I'm telling you, he might be a genius. That's coming up in 60 seconds. First, though, let's find out what's trending. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app as well as on Sirius XM Channel 83. Uh, Coming up here in just a minute, I will tell you about a guy who you don't like, who might be a genius, and this may bother a lot of you having to admit this. So we'll get to that here uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes. want to let you know we are brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. So I got to be honest. Uh, Yesterday during the show, filling in for Doug Gottlieb, there was a major announcement made, and the major announcement involved uh, sort of a guy who's rubbed a lot of people the wrong way uh, because he's been very boisterous. He's made every interview. He's uh, responded to every request. He's not shy. He loves the attention. He loves talking about himself. He loves talking about his family. And that guy is LeVar Ball, whose big baller brand launched a $495 shoe on social media yesterday on Twitter And it set Twitter ablaze. Everybody went nuts. Everybody had a wise-ass remark. I had one myself. They look like bowling shoes because they do look like bowling shoes. Now, they're not that bad looking. You can make the case they're better looking than the original Steph Curry's, the white ones, which, I mean, are basically a knockoff of Keds. Anybody remember Keds? 
or they're like LA gears instead. They don't have two laces. They've only got the one. And every male nurse has worn it at every doctor's office for the last 20 years. So those were Steph Curry's. And a lot of people made fun of those. But LeVar Ball's uh, Zoe 2s, I believe, is the, the name of the shoe. Um, but it's easier just to say LeVar Ball's shoes. Those set Twitter ablaze. Everybody was talking about these shoes. And everybody had jokes. Everybody ripped these apart. And by ripping these apart, everybody gave him free promotion. It was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Okay? And this guy might be a genius. That, years ago, uh, there was this band, Limp Biscuit, And Limp Biscuit was this... You know, and I'm saying years ago because it was, you know, for for some of the newer audience, you may not have any idea who Limp Bizkit is. It sounds very derogatory. It was a band back in the day, late 90s. And they were disliked by a lot of people because they mixed hip hop and rock and everything. And so all of a sudden, because they were so disliked, you started seeing these bumper stickers showing up at places like Hot Topic where it was saying, uh, or at record stores, or at, or at merchandise stores, that said, Limp Biscuit with a line crossed through it. You know, where people were basically wanting to let everybody know, I dislike Limp Biscuit so much that I'm going to put this on my car to let everybody know I can't stand them. Yeah, Limp Biscuit made all those. Those were their designs. Every one of you who bought one of those bumper stickers, every one of you who bought one of those T-shirts to acknowledge how much you dislike them, you gave them money. You gave them publicity, and you gave them money. Brian Bosworth did it years ago. Bosworth started creating T-shirts years ago because he realized he was a lightning rod, that people disliked him. So why not play to both sides of the audience? Why not play to the audience that loves you, but also to the audience that can't stand you? But little do they know, you're all feeding the same pot. You're all throwing in money to the same pot. So what happened on social media on Thursday is everybody was feeding money into the same pot. People that like LeVar Ball and like how he's boisterous and talks and promotes himself and promotes his sons and is so over the top about it, you're going to support him no matter what because you just like the uniqueness of it. I like the uniqueness of it. I think it's kind of funny. Other people who can't stand it while you were making jokes and criticizing him and ripping him on Twitter, little do you realize you were giving him free publicity all throughout the day. He was the number one trend on social media. If you get enough people in a store, regardless of what it is that you think you're selling, you're going to end up buying. Somebody will buy something. They tell you, they tell you in, if you do phone sales, they'll tell you, listen, make as many calls as you possibly can during your time on the clock because it's all about throwing enough you-know-what at the wall because something's going to stick. The more calls you make, the better the chance it is that you make a sale. So the more eyes that saw LeVar Ball's product for as many jokes as were made, somebody bought it, somebody pulled the trigger and made a purchase, Somebody went into the store and said, you know what? Well, I mean, let me just go ahead and check a couple of these things out. Let me just go ahead and look at, at, a, at a couple of these, uh, these products here and see what this is all about. I would venture to guess that yesterday saw a spike in their website numbers over any other day throughout the time of the company. And I don't even know how long the company's been around. 
But BigBallerBrand.com probably got a spike in their traffic yesterday unlike anything they've seen before. And what ends up happening? If you call somebody out, the other thing is people are telling him, God, how could you tell people? Because he goes on social media and says, if you can't afford $495 shoes, you're not a big baller. So he called people out. Yeah, you can't afford these, you're not a big baller. But what if you wanted to be a big baller? You know? What if you go in there and all of a sudden you see, well, I can't afford these $495 shoes, but hey, if I buy a hat, maybe it'll look like, uh, you know, I got a little bit of money. Here, here's 40 bucks. It's much more affordable than the 495. It's the perceived gift. You know, it's another sales term, the perceived gift. Price everything really high, and that way you settle for a lower rate. So for everybody that went in there looking at these $495 shoes, you gave him traffic to his website. So maybe you didn't buy the $495 shoes because you, you couldn't afford them, but you bought the hoodie for 60 bucks. You bought something else because it was more affordable. It's a perceived gift. Tell somebody what the cost is and then say, well, but, you know, we'll take this much for it. The whole time they're thinking they got a deal. When the reality is the price was never that to begin with. And so you'll look at this and go, well, he's trying to promote his shoes. This is more about the big dollar item. And if he's not getting people to purchase that, then no, this is considered a failure. No, it's not. Not at all. He keeps all of his profits. All of his profits. And here's the other thing. He's not manufacturing them until you order them. So he's not going to go out and produce this line of shoes that are all of a sudden going to be sitting around in a U-Haul trailer somewhere because he never sold them. It's a waste of manufacturing costs. So this way he knows exactly how many he needs to produce and he'll produce them as they come in, which is why it's going to take so long for these shoes to get anywhere. So as much as we all want to criticize this guy and say he's a, he's a complete nut job, which, listen, there is a little bit of a pro wrestling element to this, which I think is fantastic. But as much as we want to mock this guy and say he's an idiot and he's ruining his son and uh, everything else to go along with it, his son designed the shoes and his son's getting the profits. So what are we talking about here? There's a little bit of genius attached to LeVar Ball. As much as people don't want to admit that, it's the truth. Now, it's bad news for the guys on this show. Myself, John Ramos, Robert Guerra, we like to refer to ourselves as the Burlington Coat Factory Club. And the reason we do that is because at Burlington Coat Factory, you wait until a product comes out. When they can't sell it, the extras go to Burlington Coat Factory and you get it for like 30% of the cost. Well, because of the big baller brand shoes are $495 and they don't make them until you order them, now we just have to buy the knockoff versions on eBay. So we got screwed. Listen, we got jobbed in this whole thing. So on behalf of myself, Ramos, and uh, Robert Guerra, happy Cinco de Mayo to the Ball family. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Also uh, on the iHeartRadio app, in for Doug Gottlieb all day, and you can listen to the show on Sirius XM channel 83 as well you can get me on twitter by the way at the jonas knox up next though we have got some hot topics not the store where you got all that other uh you know the the nose piercings and all that just some hot topics in sports some really really deep and we're talking in-depth knowledge needed for this next segment don't go anywhere we're going to captivate your mind and we'll do it for you next jonas knox in for doug gottlieb here fox sports radio also on the iHeartRadio app and on Sirius XM, 
channel 83 as well. So we've uh, now here on, on Gottlieb's show, they do something uh, that involves something he has. Well, I can't refer to it as that. So instead, we got to refer to it as, as this. Let's reach into Jonas's sack. <laughs> and for that, <laughs> there's nobody, nobody I want reaching into my sack more than Robert Guerra. Thank you, Jonas. What is it, the third time in the last seven days that I've reached into your sack? <laughs> third time. Last seven days. Hey. yo. Anybody else's knees just buckle? <laughs> All right, Jonas. I got a couple of stories. I got to get World your, famous. <laughs> your psychic <laughs> powers on. I need you to give me the correct answer on this one. Yes. Got a right, couple of stories here. Let's Number one, your Boston Celtics. The 2018 will have a reunion special on TNT's KG Area 21 with Kevin Garnett. Got Big Pert, Big Baby, Rondo, Paul Pierce, all be joining Kevin Garnett. Here's the question. Will the guys take an on-air shot at Ray Allen during the broadcast? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ray Allen will get cracked at some point during that broad. They are not fans of his. Um, He was a bit of a weasel towards the end of his time there, and uh, him and Rondo didn't get along. The other guy to watch is Glenn Big Baby Davis. Is uh, he was very critical of Doc Rivers, and he's very. If you've heard him on Fox Sports One, he's been on the herd before. He's fantastic, and he's he is brutally honest. So, if not Rondo, look for Big Baby Davis to say something as well. Good stuff. Question number two here. You're a big fight fan, Jonas. We all know that. Oh yeah. Canelo taking on Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Yes. This Saturday at T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. Ordered on pay per view if you got the money. Yeah. Jonas, will this fight go the distance? I think so. I think the fight will go the distance. Now, there's some bad blood here, but the one thing about Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is he's not that good, but he's got a great chin. Now, he is uh, He's also, you know, he likes to walk the Green Wolf. Uh, he likes to uh, to dabble in the, uh, in the hippie lettuce, as they say, and uh, he's been known, so who knows what sort of shape he's going to come into. He swears he's in phenomenal shape, but he is getting up there in years. Canelo's in the prime of his career. But I will say that this fight will go the distance. Um, it, it, does that seem like a strong bet, Robert? You're more into the, to the gambling stuff. I don't really gamble much. You're more into the gambling <laughs> stuff. Does that seem like a strong bet, or is the over-under set at, I don't know, let me just throw in like nine and a half rounds? I'm taking the under okay. on that one, James. All right, fair enough. That's fine. The lock bet monster. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, real quick follow before I get to that one. When Canelo, if and when he wins, is he going to fight Triple G in September? He'll wait that out as long as possible. He Damn wants it. no part of that. And try, I, I want to see it too, but he's he knows what he's doing. He's pulling the Floyd Mayweather like Mayweather did with Pacquiao. Triple G, Gennady Golovkin, is in his 30s, and he's in his mid to late 30s, so he knows the longer he waits, the older he gets. Same thing Floyd Mayweather did with Pacquiao. Just wait him out, wait him out, and then you take him at a, at a more increased age, and it increases your odds of winning the fight. Sly Fox. Yep. Going deep into Jonas's knock sack on this one. Ooh. <laughs> Next question. Kentucky Derby this weekend on Saturday. Jonas, how many mint juleps will be consumed at the Kentucky Derby? Jesus. There's like how many people go to that thing? Because I I know it's Santa Anita on like busy Santa Anita racetrack days here in Southern California. You'll get I mean six figures as far as people that show up there. A uh, mint juleps a person I would say a person probably everybody will try one, but I hear they're really strong. So if you fire down one of those mint juleps, uh, the next thing you know, like your phone rings and you you answer your buddy's shoe because you're so bombed. It it happens and it's not a good thing. I do know this though. Um, 
Robert, you didn't, you weren't aware of this, but we do we're able to pull some strings. And um, Cindy Katz, our fantastic guest booker here at Fox Sports Radio, our talent booker, she was able to get a horse from the Kentucky Derby on with us here. He is walking into studio right now. They're going to ship him back out to Kentucky after this. Uh, the horse is called Patch, and the reason he's called Patch is because he has one eye. He's actually racing in the Kentucky Derby, and he's got one eye. Uh, Patch, your thoughts on some of the activity that you've seen here inside the Fox Sports Radio studios. I can see it. I got one eye. Thanks. So there it is. So Patch is off, and now he'll uh, head to Kentucky <laughs> back to go race and uh, and mess around a little bit. So thank you to Cindy Katz, our talent booker, for getting Patch in here on short notice. All right, last question going deep into Jonas Knox's sack. Here we go on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> Jonas, today is Cinco de Mayo, the day of burritos and beer, tacos and tequila. Dios mio. <laughs> How many... Mexican beers can John Ramos name? Oh, okay. Now we're talking. All right. Now we are talking. Oh, John <laughs> Ramos. Listen, I, I okay. grew up I grew up yeah. listening to Radio Lasse. All right. So I know my stuff here. How many Mexican beers can John Ramos name? I'm gonna say six. I think John Ramos can name six Mexican beers. Let's find out if we are correct. John, the floor is yours. Okay. Uh, it's going to de- be tough for a white guy like you. <laughs> That's true. Uh, definitely Corona. Okay. There's one. Dos Equis. Okay. Tecate. Okay. Um, Chihuahua. There's a Chihuahua beer because I, I drank it. Uh, what? <laughs> a Chihuahua beer. A Chihuahua beer? Yeah. So that's four. All right. Four um, with an asterisk. Oh, jeez. Can I give you a hint? Yes. Okay. I've got four. Guinness is not a Mexican beer. Okay. <laughs> uh, by the way, one minute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> time on the air. Hello, John. Hello. Oh, jeez. You're at four. I know. Is there one, is there one called Cerveza? No, that Cerveza is, beer? That, that's beer in Spanish, John. <laughs> uh, it's good to see uh, the last name Ramos has served you well in, uh, in growing up. I think that's it. Four. So Robert, you want to help me out here, please? There's Tecate. Oh, yeah. I said Tecate. Well, he said Tecate. Famous uh, Modelo, Modelo. Estrella, Jalisco. Yeah. Sol. Yeah. Sol's good. Bo- isn't Bohemia? Bohemia is a Mexican beer, I think. Does that count? Victoria. Victoria, I know yeah, that Victoria, one. Yeah, Victoria. That's a bad beer. We have a back. Oh, jeez. Pacifico. Yes. Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff. John will be dabbling in all of those at some point this weekend. Thanks, Rob. You're welcome. <laughs> that was Jonas's sack. <laughs> That's really inappropriate and really hot, too. Uh, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb. Up next, uh, this might be the best news for me and the worst news for you. I'll tell you what it is next on FSR. So a guy you never thought you'd see again. You had written him off. You had said, no more. It is all over. Let's go ahead and put the finishing touches on this man's career, and let's call it a day. He will be joining you. You will be seeing and hearing more of him than you ever thought you would before coming up very quickly. I'll tell you who that is here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. As always, you can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can also find the show on Sirius XM Channel 83 as well. And I want to let you know we are brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find what other people in the area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. So if you've not heard the news Jay Cutler is back, folks. And, in fact, you will be seeing and hearing more of him 
than ever before when he decided not to talk to you or respond to tweets because he shut down his Twitter account and doesn't have social media, and then his wife posts nude pictures of him on her social media account. Jay Cutler is now part of the Fox family as he will be a game day analyst alongside Kevin Burkhart and Charles Davis starting this fall. And... Boy, what a what a stunning development and a move this was by the people at Fox. Jay Cutler's first game as a member of the Fox family. Bears-Titans preseason. So just brilliantly done all the way around. And just a, a round of applause yes. for everybody. Yes. Yeah. That's how it's done. If it sounded like two people were clapping there, you are correct. <laughs> that is two people that are here to watch the show live today. But it's, it's and, and I've, I've said this about Cutler that I, I've always found funny about the guy's career. He, he was never, he's got all the arm talent. He's got all the, you know, the, the tools, the physical traits. He's a smart guy. The guy had to learn like seven different offenses in his career. He had to learn like a new offense every year in Chicago because they kept blowing out the offensive coordinator. But so he's a smart guy. He's a sharp guy. The criticism he got is so funny to me because everything's about, I just didn't. So what did he do to you exactly? Well, what did he do to you exactly that makes you not like him? That's ah, just, it's just the way he looks. Really? Hey, he just doesn't smile enough. Okay. Yeah, I just don't like his demeanor. I don't like. Uh, yeah, he just, he just doesn't look like he's all that into it. I mean, that's really what this has become. Like, everybody that monitored Jay Cutler's entire career, and if you want to criticize the turnovers and some of the decision-making, you can do that. But from a personality standpoint, if if this is all about the personality standpoint, the opinions on Jay Cutler could not have been more incorrect. Like, you have no idea who the guy is. And we're always told, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. We're told from day one, wait till you actually know somebody before you try and read them and give out your assessment of them. Because he's a private person, because he does charity work and doesn't invite cameras in, and in fact, he gets pissed off when cameras show up, because he doesn't have social media, because he's not tweeting out pictures of food, because he's not on Instagram like he's one of these 22-year-old workout losers who post inspirational quotes like, sometimes in life... When things get really difficult, I find myself staring down at a preacher curl machine, and I realize if we want anything bad enough, we got to grind for it. Hashtag no excuses. Hashtag weekend warrior. Hash- oh, man. Stop doing steroids. Hashtag no HGH. Okay? And you don't use those supplements you're promoting. I've used them. They don't work. Look at me. So because he's not doing all that, everyone just assumes I was a miserable guy. Miserable guy, teammates don't like him. No, his teammates loved him. Kyle Long, all these guys have stood up and supported him. Adam Gase, his former head coach, former head coach, who coached, who was his former offensive coordinator, now head coach with the Dolphins, was with Jay Cutler one year and said, I know a completely different guy. A lot of the stuff I hear about Jay Cutler is bull bleep. Just a completely different guy. When Adam Gase was leaving Chicago to go on job interviews to become a head coach, Jay Cutler brought in a custom tailor to Bears headquarters and got him custom fitted for suits to go on his job interviews. Terrible guy. Just awful human being. God, how could he? 
just just an awful guy whatsoever. When Kyle Long was first in the league and had nobody to celebrate the holidays with, Jay Cutler showed up at his house and brought him back over to spend the holidays with his family. Terrible guy. God, what a terrible human being. God, he's such a bad guy. God, what a, what a bad person. And what's going to end up happening? He's going to come to your TV set every single fall, moving forward, at least for the time being. And every single Sunday, it's going to be a reminder of how exactly wrong you were about somebody. Because everybody thinks they've got him figured out, and all of a sudden he shows up, and he was fantastic in his audition. And Kevin Burkhart, who he's going to be doing the games with, and we're going to catch up with Charles Davis, the other guy part of the three-man booth, and Charles is fantastic regardless. Charles is going to be joining us uh, coming up in hour, t- in hour three of the program. There's nothing like uh, over an hour tease in radio. It always works. So make sure you stick around for that. Kevin Burkhart was on Sirius Radio earlier today and talked about how great Cutler's been throughout the whole process. Said a week before the audition, Jay Cutler, and it was the first time Kevin Burkhart had ever had this happen with anybody that he'd ever gone on an audition with that they were trying to bring in a former player. Jay Cutler called him and was reaching out to him, asking him questions about how to prepare. What do I need to do? What, and, and Kevin Burkhart was blown away. He's like, I've never had that happen. Ne- I've never one time had that happen to where somebody has called me before an audition and asked me what they need to know so that they can nail the audition. So he's already started to put in the time, and he's a bright guy. He's, al- he's already done the work so far, and he auditioned for it, and Burkhart said, I, I liked him immediately. I was just as shocked as everybody because you hear stories about him, and then he showed up, and he hit it out of the park, and he was great. And there's going to be an adjustment period. When you go on to these auditions when you're broadcast, I was talking with Brady Quinn, who I do a show with here on Fox Sports Radio, and I just I wanted to get what is it like when you're, when you're auditioning? You know, what is it like when you go on these auditions when you want to become an analyst? And Brady's turned into a fantastic analyst. And he says that when you get there, you basically call a game, and a lot of people say it's even harder or even more difficult than doing an actual game because, you know, you're not having everybody, all the build-up, the setup, everything's prepared for you. You show up there and you call a game next to your partner who they think you're going to be calling the game with. And while you're there... You're just reacting to what's on TV, and it's difficult. You know, you're just reacting to, to what's there. You're having a back and forth, and you're not really sure how it's going. You don't really know what the feedback is like. And you just go through, you call the game, you do your reps, you put the time in, and then afterwards they see how you did. And Burkhardt said he was fantastic. But the one thing Brady said, and I know this because it's true, and a lot of people aren't aware of this when you're watching TV and, and everything else that goes along with it, to you – You just hear us doing a show. You hear the sound Johnny's putting up. You hear the work Robert's putting in. You you hear me. You hear Deb on the updates. You hear, I mean, everything sounds and it comes through and everything seems like it's clean. Little do you know that Robert's got the ability, John has the ability to talk in my ear during the show. So they could literally tell me to F off during the show and I've just got to keep going with it like I didn't hear a thing. And it can be distracting. Like when you have somebody in your ear telling you things, it can be distracting. And in talking with Brady Quinn, he said one of the most difficult transitions from doing TV, walking off the field, and then doing TV is the idea that while you're calling a game, not only is the producer telling you when you're looking at a replay, here's what we've got, but he's also telling you the next two looks that are coming up on the screen while you're looking at the original one. 
So just think about that. Like, it's like try. It's like trying to field three different calls on your cell phone, but still maintain focus on the road with the conversation. Bluetooth here. It's it's crazy. The first time I I ever hosted a show and had somebody talk to me in my ear, it threw me off a little bit. I wasn't used to it. It, it it's a, it's a different vibe altogether. There's some people who it still throws them off. I mean, listen, I don't mean to call anybody out here on national radio, but he calls me out enough on his show because we're dear friends and this is what we do for each other. Andy Furman. Andy Furman is a Fox Sports Radio legend. You hear his show on the weekends here with Brian No, He's fantastic. A Hall of Famer. One of the best to ever do it. If you've ever worked with Andy Furman, Robert's worked with Andy Furman, you say one thing in his ear and he may shut down for the entire segment. That multitasking ability does not exist. Some people can process that and some people can't. I'm not that great at it. Sometimes I got to see things and visualize them while I'm talking before I understand what's happening. So it's going to be an adjustment period, but he's already put in the work and he's paired up with Kevin Burkhart. And if you want to com- make a comparable to somebody who's a lightning rod for criticism that a lot of people have made comments about, that a lot of people have criticized throughout their career, but a guy who was better in the booth than anybody ever expected him to be is Alex Rodriguez. A-Rod's great, and he's prepared, and he puts in the time, and you would never guess that because the reputation he had as a player wasn't a good one. And who is A-Rod paired up with when he's doing the MLB on Fox games, that were uh, the pregame and postgame shows that were fantastic all throughout the playoffs last year? Kevin Burkhart. So Burkhart makes the most sense as the guy who's going to work with Cutler, and I think what's going to end up happening is, And it'll be interesting to watch because a lot of people have talked about what a great hire Tony Romo was. This is actually the more interesting hire because you know what Tony Romo is. He's been open with the media and open with the public. You know who that guy is. So people assume he's going to step right in and do a really good job. Nobody knows who Cutler is. And I think the results are going to blow some people away. Kevin Burkhart was saying as much earlier today when he was talking about the hire of, of Jay Cutler. So it'll be it'll be fascinating to watch. So everybody that wanted to uh, just go ahead and bring the shovels out and bury uh, Jay Cutler's career every single Sunday, including the first game you'll call Bears-Titans. Well done by Fox. That is how you get people tuned into a preseason game. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can also listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and on Sirius XM channel 83 as well. And you can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Up next, we are going to find out from a host, a guy who knows what he's talking about, a guy who has covered the league for quite some time. We're going to find out why what you saw in the last 24 hours may have saved the day for you. We'll tell you who that is next. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app as well as on Sirius XM Channel 83. This man is an NBA TV host. He is always fantastic, and he is kind enough to join us here on Fox Sports Radio. My man Rick Camlin now here on FSR. Rick, what's happening? Hey, thanks for the great compliment, man. Let's talk some hoops. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to ask you about last night between the Celtics and Wizards. How good was that for the NBA playoffs? I think it's great. It's everybody talking about it. Uh, you know, I'm not a wrestling fan, uh, but there are <laughs> hundreds of millions. I don't know what the number is. Tens of millions of wrestling fans who like what? You know, violence, drama, suspense, 
Uh, guys, you know, throwing blows or whatever. Uh, guys love the fight game. We've got a big fight this weekend in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, guys and girls love the MMA game. Um, people like confrontation. People like, you know, uh, for, for, they like violence. They like stuff like that. So to me, and I'm not condoning it. I'm not sitting here saying that I want guys just, you know, dropping the gloves, so to speak, and throwing punches in an NBA game. Uh, I don't want that. Nobody with the league wants that. Uh, you know, the NBA's 911. Uh, you can take your pick. It was either the Donaghy scandal or it was uh, the Malice Palace. And obviously the NBA's put in a lot of rules um, since then to keep players from fighting and to have, you know, people in the arenas feel that much safer and that much happier about the product. All of that political stuff said. I thought Kelly Oubre was, was inbounds. Uh, I thought Kelly Olenek delivered a completely cheap and dirty pick. Uh, his right shoulder clearly went into the, uh, you know, had upper body area of Oubre. Uh, Boston's been chippy and physical and aggressive and towing that fine line the whole series. Beal called out the team, not a bad way, but just said, we got to bring the fight to them. And this is after losing game two. So what did the young fella do? He brought the fight to them. Um, look, I think Kelly Oubre should be fined. You know, he was already fined 25K for punting a ball uh, into the stands. He should probably be fined more, maybe 35 or 40 for this. But I definitely do not think that Kelly Oubre should be suspended. And, yes, ultimately, I think that whole thing, Jonas, that whole game, you had eight techs, three ejections. I think that's good for the NBA. Oh, absolutely. And I don't think he should be suspended either. I think if the NBA is smart, you know, maybe they're a little more, you know, they hand out a, a foul quicker in this next game than they would before, but let the physicality run wild. It's like the first round, the rock star series, the one that had the most intrigue and was really fun to watch was Houston and Oklahoma City. To me, when this matchup was set, Celtics-Wizards was the matchup of this round of the playoffs because the other rounds, they don't, they're not as enticing. And if you've watched these guys throughout the course of the regular season, there's bad blood there. So I think adding a little spice to this playoff format the way it is has been fantastic for the league. There really has. And, and I, you know, I, that, that Houston-San Antonio series, I can't wait to watch game three tonight. But if I could only watch one series in the second round, it would be Washington and Boston. I picked Washington in seven pre-series. I'm still picking Washington in seven. And I said that even after Boston won the first two. Big deal. They won a couple of home games, right? I mean, what have they done? Nothing. If Washington wins either, I think it's Sunday, uh, then it's 2-2. And it's, and it's on serve. So uh, I, I don't think it's, um, it was a big deal for Washington to win that game. I fully expected them to win that game. I fully expect them to win the game over the weekend. Uh, and, I, Jonas, I really disagree with Isaiah Thomas. After the game last night, talking about, you know, uh, the refs needed to do a better job of, of controlling the game and, and, you know, maybe kind of intimating that had, that had something to do with the result. I'm sorry, bro. That was a 30-point beatdown. Yep. If the refs didn't blow a whistle or if the refs blew a whistle on every single play. And think about it. Again, eight picks, three ejections. Do we want more of the refs? I don't think I think the refs did a good job last night. And let's be honest, the difference between that game last night and games one and two is that the Wizards actually held on to the lead. Yeah, I mean, I mean no it, like, it. it was a wipeout in the other two games uh, at certain points as well. Uh, he is a uh, Rick Hamill, NBA TV host, here joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Um, if if this is it for Tony Parker, what is he to you? Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer, uh, probably. You know, I, I haven't. I, I'm just going to say off the top of my head, the best French player of all time. You know, so it's like Dirk is obviously, you know, the best German 
uh, player ever to play in the NBA. And, and I think Tony would have that, you know, he's the leader of the French national team and, or at least has been all these years. And, uh, so best French, best French player, um, one of the best international players of all time, uh, first ballot hall of famer, man. I hope he's not done. He's 34. He's got a really tough decision to make here. Uh, he's not making, I mean, Jonas, by our standards, like just regular dudes, he's making, you know, colossal money, but by NBA terms, he's not making colossal money. So you wonder if that is a motivation for him or, or if he just says, yo, I'm 34. This is a very tough injury to overcome, even if you're 24. Right. Uh, so I'm out. I'd say it's probably a coin flip right now. You have a to get. What's the, uh, What's next for San Antonio? If they're, if they're ousted by Houston, this is just hypothetically speaking, they get ousted by Houston, where do they go next? I mean, is there is there do they break I mean, obviously Kawhi Leonard's fantastic, but is there a plan in place? Is there is there somebody they're targeting? What are you hearing? Well, I heard chatter about, you know, Chris Paul somehow, you know, they find that they, they get rid of some guys and maybe convince some guys not to opt back in and they bring in Chris Paul. I, to me that that's that's unrealistic. I just think it's pie in the sky. I, I'm not. I mean, I think it'd be a great fit. I mean, obviously, we'd all applaud the move if they were somehow able to get Chris Paul. I think CP3 staying in LA. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think Ballmer is going to try to keep that thing together because he didn't pay two billion to have a 25 or 30 win team. He paid two billion to have a 50 win team and to have a buzz team throughout the country and specifically in LA. <clears throat> now you mentioned. You know, after the series, I think this is it for San Antonio. I picked Houston in seven before the series, and now that Tony Parker is out, Parker's been really good in the playoffs. He's taken his game to another level, Jonas, if you, if you've seen, and all of us hoop heads have seen. Uh, but I think Houston has too many shooters. They have too much length and athleticism. Um, I, I actually think Houston's going to blow out San Antonio tonight. He is a Rick Hamill NBA TV host with us here on Fox Sports Radio. You can get him on Twitter at NBA TV Rick. Uh, this Steve Kerr situation feels weird, and uh, I don't know if you're getting the same vibe as me or if you've talked with people in and around the NBA, but I just get this this vibe that he may not be back for this series and he may not be back for these playoffs. I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, we're all bummed out about it. I mean, I'm in the Turner Sports family. Steve is still a part of the Turner Sports family because we all love him, but you know, now, of course, taking him with the Warriors, but I got to know him a little bit in my time with Turner Sports when he was there. Salt of the earth, man. Humble, nice, laid back. I've heard. I, I I've heard he's a great guy. I've heard he's a really good guy. Phenomenal guy. So we're all like really disappointed and, and really uh, bummed out for for Steve that you know he's in pain or he's got nausea or he's got headaches and he can't do what he loves, which is coaching and competing. So it sucks. It just sucks. Um, and you know, shame on those doctors that screwed up the surgery and created this whole situation. But it is a real possibility that Steve Kerr. A, doesn't coach again in these playoffs, and B, doesn't coach again ever. Does, if they go on to win an NBA title without Steve Kerr, does that damage his reputation as a head coach? That's a good question. Um, I would say no, because I think Steve Kerr has put the system in place, has put the culture in place, has taken that thing from, from the Mark Jackson era to a totally different level, to like a Popovich, Jackson, Riley level. Think about it. Nobody has won more regular season games in a three-year stretch than Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors. So they've done nothing but historic stuff since he took over. Um, I, I think his legacy as a coach would be, you know, phenomenal coach. Unfortunately, you know, his anatomy didn't, you know, allow him to keep coaching. I think if Steve, Jonas, I think if Steve Kerr could coach 20 years in the NBA, he'd be a Hall of Famer. 
Uh, last one for Rick Hamla, NBA TV host of this here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, be honest, just you and I talking. How many pairs of the new Big Baller brand shoes did you purchase yesterday when they went online? That'd be a big fat zero. And <laughs> the people that are like, you know, like my, my boy Shaq is like, you know, talking, and I'm paraphrasing, but trolling, you know, LeVar Ball on Twitter about, you know, the different price points for the kids and all this stuff. And I get that, but uh, LeVar Ball's made no bones about it. And I'm really but uh, he's made no bones about the fact that he's not marketing to people that can't afford these shoes. He's marketing to, to big ballers who have the cash to spend $500 on a pair of shoes. And uh, obviously, you've got a $220 uh, pair of flip-flops, Jonas. That Now, that's ridiculous because shoes, the, the cost of shoes is all over the place. The cost of flip-flops, my God. Well, and here's the other thing. Are they flip-flops if they don't have the thing that goes between the toes? Because I think those are, those are just slippers. If, from where I come from, those are slippers, not flip-flops. I think that's a great distinction by you. Bottom line, uh, neither <laughs> you nor I nor too many other people are dropping 220 on a pair of slippers. Yeah, that's uh, it's a bit ridiculous. But, hey, listen, if you sell one pair of those, you got to sell, like, 12 pairs of L.A. gears to match the one pair of uh, – <laughs> Big baller brand shoes, so who knows? Maybe it'll work out. Uh, he is. Uh, I'm going to rock my reefs, man. I'll there you go. Fine. I hear you. He is uh, Rick Kamla, NBA TV host. Always a good time here on Fox Sports Radio. Get him on Twitter, at NBA TV Rick. Thanks, Cam. We appreciate it, man. Jonas, see you, man. Take it easy. Jonas Knox here in for Doug Gottlieb, Fox Sports Radio. Seriously, am I wrong about this? Now, John Ramos, you're currently wearing flip-flops. That is correct. Yeah. It's a special day today, so I'm just, yeah. I'm just hanging out. You're, you're wearing those uh, that Mexican beer flip-flop called Cerveza. Cerveza beer, yes. Cerveza beer. Yes. Um, flip-flops go between the toes, and, and sandals go... You're right. Those shoes that we saw yesterday that you showed me online... Those are not flip-flops. Those are like sandals because the whole foot slides yeah, in. Yeah, the whole foot slides yeah. in. Can we get a, a woman's perspective on this? Um, Deb Carson, um, am, I, am I correct on this? Flip-flops go between the toes, correct? Absolutely. They're, that you, they are also referred to as thongs, but yes, flip-flops. Those are flip-flops. Sandals are the ones that you slide your whole foot into. Okay. Nothing, sandals. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. See, that's, we're just accomplishing things here. All right, we're, we're doing so many things for Big Baller Brand on this show. <laughs> All right, well done. Uh, Jonas Knox again in for Doug Gottlieb here at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, up next, there is a, th- there's going to be a comparison made between your career and what you do post-career. Like, if you were told your job is finished and you were told everything's over, how would you handle it? A lot of people assume they'd be okay. One Hall of Famer is going to tell you why it's completely different than you've even realized. And we'll do that for you in, in just 60 seconds from now. First, though, let's find out what's trending. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and on Sirius XM Channel 83 as well. We are brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. New or used, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. So a Hall of Famer is going to tell you why something you think is easy is actually extremely difficult. And so we'll do that for you here coming up in just a minute. Uh, I do uh, want to apologize to John Ramos. Uh, we were trying to quiz him earlier to see if he could name six Mexican beers. That's correct. It was earlier in the show. Yeah. He named four. I uh, did. And I said four with an asterisk. Okay. One of the beers you named was cerveza. <laughs> that is not a beer. That is actually beer in Spanish. That's the word beer in Spanish. Um, so that you got that incorrect. But the one you did name was Chihuahua. Chihuahua beer. Yeah. 
We did some research during the break. Yes. You're correct, John. Chihuahua is a beer. That yes. is well done I know. by you. I drank it. My friend and I, uh, just out of college, drank some of that beer uh, watching a boxing match. It was my attempt to try a different type of beer. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Chihuahua beer. So yeah. there you go. I'm looking at it right now. It uh, it looks disgusting. Oh. Yeah, it looks absolutely <laughs> disgusting. I've never seen it in my life. But, well, uh, I cannot yeah. confirm or, nor deny that statement by you, but uh, I did drink it. Yes. Yeah. So uh, did we just blow our sponsorship with Chihuahua I, Beer? I have no idea if we did, but. I'm always screwing things up here. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> so the news that came out earlier in the NFL is, uh, is Jay Cutler is going to be a broadcaster for Fox. And so he's going to take over for uh, John Lynch. And this is what's ironic about all this. All right. So let, let me get this straight. John Lynch leaves the Fox booth, goes to the 49ers. In the offseason, he signs Brian Hoyer and Matt Barkley, former Bears quarterbacks, makes a trade on draft day with the Bears so that they can draft their next quarterback. And now a former Bears quarterback is taking over for John Lynch in the booth. Now that we've got all that, now that we've got all that figured out, we're all set. We're all straight with all that. Okay, we're good to go. All right, fair enough. So that is uh, that is John Lynch's contribution to the Bears' quarterback situation this offseason. Well done by John Lynch. I wonder if he'll also come out and defend Mike Glennon, who got completely chopped over by giving eighteen million dollars, and he had to go to a draft day party where the Bears drafted a quarterback. But one of the things that has been brought up is Jay Cutler's decision to retire. And he's been on local radio in Chicago, and he talked about how he's not coming back regardless. Like, it's it's not happening. He is done as an NFL quarterback. He's not coming back to Chicago. He's taking this very seriously. It's a good gig. That's a good bounce-back gig. You get out of the game. You immediately are inserted in as a broadcaster. You're around the game but in a different role. And he's going to end up being better than a lot of people thought because nobody really knows him. You know, people know Tony Romo. They don't really know Jay Cutler. But it is odd because if you were to think about your current career and what you do for work, if somebody were to tell you, hey, it's all over, you can no longer physically do what you do, and they tell you that while you're in your mid-30s, what the hell would you do next? A lot of people have no idea. I'm in my 30s. If somebody told me, yeah, you can no longer do this job, what you've been working for your entire life, what would you do next? I have no clue. Literally, I have no idea. And I don't know if it's because of lack of planning or maybe I just assume that I'm going to do this for as long as possible or until I get good at it. One of the two will happen at some point, hopefully. And then, you know, maybe those opportunities will present themselves. But for Cutler, he's done in his 30s, he's already got $100 million in the bank. He's got his family. Everything's taken care of. So now he's at a, st- a point in his career or a point in his life where he's thinking about his next career, and he immediately jumps into broadcasting. And some guys put the time in, and some guys can handle it, and some guys can be really good at it, and some guys can't. And you'll get – and we all know this just from working with enough people that are former athletes that are in this bit. There are certain guys – they get into this business or do what we do that are given really, really good opportunities that a lot of us have worked really hard for. And some guys really respect it and work really, really hard. And then there's other guys who don't really care. They walk in, and they're walking in as the open to the show is going on. And the first thing they ask you is get a Coke out of the freezer or something like that. You know. 
So, but we know who those guys are. And with with Cutler, he's already put in the time. He reached out. He wanted to do his due diligence, and he wanted to find out exactly how the job works. Well, Tim Brown, a former Hall of Fam- a Hall of Famer, former you know broadcaster, had done some broadcasting stuff. He decided to retire, and he talked about the first time he witnessed and the first time he had an issue with his post-retirement career was actually watching a former team on the set of his new job. First night we taped happened to be the first night that the NFL was doing Thursday night games. And the Raiders were playing. They were playing the Patriots in New England. And they came out the locker room, and I went into a cold sweat and almost went into shock. I mean, I couldn't speak. I couldn't figure out what was happening. Why am I, And I even played for the Raiders my last year. Um, and they was like, you better talk. We're going to call the 911 if you don't talk. And finally I was able to say, I'm all right. And I literally had to get up off the stage, uh, off the set, and walk around that place and, t- and talk to myself and say, it's okay. You chose to retire. You know, So it's a difficult thing no, no matter what, man, if you're ready to walk away or not. Because all of a sudden, the emotion, the emotions get stirred up. And he was saying that it had nothing to do with nerves from doing the job. Like, the, the job and, and becoming a better broadcaster, that only comes t- that's all, all repetition. It's like anything you do, the more you do it, the better you're going to get it, the more practice you have. But it was all about seeing those guys come out of the tunnel. And he hadn't played in Oakland for the Raiders for years. But seeing those guys come out of the tunnel stirred up all these emotions that he didn't realize he was going to have to deal with. I mean, I can tell you this. I, I can't relate to that because the first time I went back to Chuck E. Cheese after being the rat, all I wanted to do was drink a pitcher of beer. I Jeez. couldn't. When I saw the <laughs> other rat, I said, I'm taller than that guy, and he stinks on the blue screen. He's not very good, and at least he's being, being abused by kids. I just wanted to drink a pitcher of beer. That's it. John, uh, your former job that you walked into that you got nervous about. Uh, well, all my jobs have been in radio, so I don't have a former type job. Well, it's so. good to see you had to really struggle. <laughs> well, good to see things. Uh, it's really been a struggle for you, a life, a life in radio. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Riverside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I started. Yeah, there it is. Oh man, uh, Robert Guerra, uh, first uh, job place you walk into that it's going to stir up emotions for you if you go back. I was the office beefcake at a uh, law office okay. back in the day in high school. Oh, office beefcake. Wow, yep, nice. Uh, and uh, and so when you uh, when when you walk back in there, you get nervous, almost like, wow, am I going to be assaulted again? Well, I get nervous because the, they gave me a hundred dollars as a bonus one time and slapped me on the butt. Said, "Good job." Wow. And I said, "Great." And I took the money. I, little did I know, I could have sued their asses off if I wanted to. Well, hold on, a hundred bucks and they slapped you on the ass? Yeah, he said, "Great job." Gave me a hundred bucks, slapped me on the ass. That's so weird. They hiring? Oh! <laughs> uh, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. Up next, though. Up next. Pete Carroll, all right? Pete Carroll, the Seahawks coach, the Super Bowl champion, the USC Trojan national champion, BCS champion head coach. He has been called a liar. Find out why next here on FSR. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here at Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and on SiriusXM Channel 83 as well. Here on a fantastic Cinco de Mayo all across the country, which is cared about in one portion of the country, Southern California. I presume. That's, that's my, uh, my, my, I, my assumption is that is the case. But uh, nonetheless, it is time for a little something on this show. Well, you guys call it this. And now. <laughs> what does the fuck say? 
So this first one is from the great Ben Maller, the nocturnal colonel, as they call him. And Ben Maller, if you if you aren't aware, Ben hosts a show here on Fox Sports Radio, 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern time during uh, Monday through Friday, but also uh, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific time. You can find Ben Maller. He's one of the all-time greats to do it. And Ben Maller had some very, very controversial remarks about a Super Bowl champion head coach named Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, in, in a separate breath, the very next breath, claimed that there is a 0% chance that Richard Sherman is going to be traded. The question is this. Now, are you buying that Pete Carroll said 0% now that the draft is over? I'm not. Uh, uh, by no means am I buying that, and, I, and I'll tell you why. To begin with, Pete Carroll, he used classic double talk, coach speak. Right? Essentially, we didn't get any offers worth considering, but, yeah, you know, Sherman's still available, of course. I don't expect anyone to give us what we want. The 0% at best mislead. Here's what's going to be interesting about this uh, P. Carroll-Richard Sherman relationship is that Richard Sherman was a pain in the ass last year for the Seattle Seahawks, and they talked about it. Throughout the year, you even heard, uh, even following the season, that throughout the year, P. Carroll said, you know, in years past when Richard would get out of hand, we would, have to, we would be able to bring him in, and we couldn't do that last year. Like, he, he ran roughshod over the organization, over the coaches, and it was troublesome to the point to where they, they threw out all these trade rumors in the offseason. They threw out the idea that they would be willing to part with him. I never really bought any of them. I, I disagree with Ben on this sense. I don't think they're going to trade him because if you're going to trade somebody, why would you telegraph it so much? You know, wh- why would you come out and say, yeah, bye, we're trading him. He's got to go. This guy's out of here because now every team knows what you're working with. Like, that's why there was an element of secrecy involved with the trade in which the Bears moved up in the draft. That's why there's an element of secrecy involved if Jimmy Garoppolo ever does get dealt, it's going to come out of nowhere. I mean, the, the Patriots have gone out of their way to, to, to not throw up any signals that, hey, we're ready to deal this guy. So the idea that, that you know, they're just going to say, yeah, you know, Richard Sherman's on the trade block. Come on. If you really want to get full value for him, then it's something to where you don't promote. I think the idea was let's let this guy know in a public fashion, just like he let our organization and our coaches know that he wasn't happy with us multiple times, even last season, in a public fashion that we're willing to part ways with the guy if need be. And that's what I think was about. That, that's what this move was about by Seattle in the offseason. It's an interesting strategy, and here's why. Because what if Richard Sherman rebels against it altogether? It's not like it's above him to rebel against the people uh, above him. It's not like he's not gone his career and spoken out against things that, you know, that, that people see as, as out of the ordinary as far as for a player to speak on. So I want to see if he walks in and he keeps his mouth shut or if he comes in and he's even more, more boisterous and if he calls their bluff and says, oh, yeah, you think you can trade me? Go ahead. Find somebody. Because there'll be suitors out there, but if the Seahawks are, are going to be open about it and as talkative about it as possible, then they're not going to get full value for it. Uh, next up here, this is what did the Fox say here on Fox Sports Radio? Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb. James Jones, the former NFL wide receiver, guy who spent time in Oakland, guy who spent a long time in Green Bay, won a Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers. You also remember him as uh, he was the guy who wore a hooded sweatshirt underneath his pads. Very bizarre. Uh, an interesting fashion look, but nonetheless, it worked for him. He had a successful career. He talked 
about potential quarterback MVPs this week on The Herd. And now. <laughs> what does the fuck say? I'm going to go out and I'm going to say it right now. Aaron Rodgers is going to be the MVP of the league. Mm. Number one, I say that because whenever he has a big-time tight end, his game just goes to another level. When we had Jermichael Finley in the lineup, I mean, our offense was that much more potent. So you add Martellus Bennett, you add Lance Hendricks, and then you add Jordy, you got Randall, you got Devontae. The sky's the limit for him. I think he's going to spread that ball around. But when he has a big body in the middle working that field, and I'm sure Mike is chopping at the bit to motion him out and use him outside a little bit too, I think Aaron's going to have a big year. Uh, So that was uh, James Jones earlier, former NFL wide receiver on Undisputed with Skip and Shannon on Fox Sports 1. And there's also, let's be honest, you ever ever gone through a breakup? You know, what's one of the first things you do after a breakup? You'll go out and you'll party a little bit and you'll you'll tear it up and you'll go, uh, God, I don't need her. I'm going to just go out and do my thing. I'm going to be single. And so your first thing you do is you schedule a couple of guys trips and you go out and you have a good time. The other thing you do is you want to get back into shape. So you get a gym membership. You get excited about working out. You want to develop your body again. You want to present a whole new you. You want to keep your mind occupied on what you've got going on now and not occupied on what you had, which was the relationship you were in for quite some time. So now you're going to see Aaron Rodgers. He's already done the whole party circuit. There's already uh, pictures of him all across the uh, social media, TMZ. He was at Randall Cobb's wedding tearing it up. He's been partying it up pretty good and doing daytime uh, you know, dates with, with Playboy models and everything else to, to, as going through a breakup with Olivia Munn. The, uh, the superstar in Hollywood. And so now Aaron Rodgers is prepared for this season, and you're going to see that edge to him, that revenge. Like, I got to show her what she's missing out on. So, yeah, I buy it. Aaron Rodgers for MVP. Why not? And if you can put money on it, I'll buy it even more. So there it is. That was uh, What Does the Fox Say here on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb. Daytime baseball on the TVs again. John's in here. We got daytime baseball on, folks. Uh, oh, by the way, up next, there is a uh, a storyline in sports that you're not going to want to admit, but I'll prove it for you next. So believe it or not, something that you are seeing on your televisions right now in sports is good for the product. It's really, really good for the product. I'll tell you what that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes, it is Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here. Also, uh, you can listen to the show here on Fox Sports Radio, but also on the iHeartRadio app as well, as we are always brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area have paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. So the Rockstar Series of the NBA playoffs right now, as it stands... The Rockstar Series is the Celtics and the Wizards. And what I say by that is it it doesn't mean that it's necessarily the best teams, but it's the most exciting. It's got all the appeal. It's got the edge. It's got everything added to it. And so when you look around the NBA, and I've been very critical of the NBA playoffs because I think the NBA playoffs needs a format change. And I I say that with the acknowledgement that it's never going to happen. They're never going to go down to five games in the opening round of the NBA playoffs. It's never going to be the case because there's too much money and playoff revenue and everything else that comes along with it. So owners are never going to sign off on that. It's just never going to happen. But if you think about it, 
And if you were to really think about when did the playoffs get the most interesting? The playoffs got the most interesting in the last week and a half to two weeks. And the reason that is the case is because now people's backs are against the wall. You trim the fat early on in the playoffs, so you get rid of the bottom feeder teams. And then you get late into the series on the opening round playoff series, and all of a sudden teams are fighting to stay alive. Things get a little more chippy, a little more edgy. And guys are looking around going, oh, we don't have that much more room to spare. We need to get it done now because our season's going to be over if we don't. So it's a win-win all the way around. But you create a sense of urgency earlier if you have a five-game opening round series in the playoffs. If you bring that back, the sense of urgency hits right away. It's like in Major League Baseball. Say what you will about Major League Baseball for about three months out of the regular season. It's terrible. All right, it is, it, it's almost unwatchable. You don't want to sit inside. It's hot. You'd rather either go out to a game where you can enjoy the game part-time, come and go as you please, or go do something else. But in the playoffs, Major League Baseball has figured out a way to ratchet it up. A one-game wild card game, then you get five games in the opening round of the series before you get into the NLCS or the ALCS. And it's awesome. And Major League Baseball, to their credit, recognized our sport needs a bit of it needs a little more something in the postseason. So they added the wild card and it created a sense of urgency. And when you create the sense of urgency, you can feel it through the television. It gets ratcheted up in a way in Major League Baseball that you never get anywhere else. Now, in the NFL, you've got your one game playoffs and all that. But in basketball, the first round really didn't have anything for us. You had Houston and Oklahoma. You had Houston, Oklahoma City, and that was fun because you had good players. But it wasn't really that competitive. From a well, one team's got a real shot at beating the other. I mean, it was really one player against one player. And some of the other storylines that played out in the other series weren't really anything that would captivate you for that long. In this next round, look around, Cavs, Raptors. That series is over. It's done. Spurs-Rockets is kind of exciting, but you've already seen one of the players in that series that people know, Tony Parker, go down with an injury. Who knows what happens to him moving forward? And Warriors-Jazz is just not competitive. And you're at a point to where even the head coach, for physical reasons, has taken that series off. So there's not much for us to really grab and, and, and put our arms around to take in and go, this is enticing. Celtics-Wizards is. Celtics-Wizards is all of that. And if you've watched any of it during the regular season, you've seen that these two teams are chippy and they will get at it. Earlier in the show, we caught up with NBA TV's Rick Kamla, and I asked Rick whether or not the Celtics-Wizards series and the edge it's got to it is good for the NBA. I think it's great. It's everybody talking about it. Uh, You know, I'm not a wrestling fan, uh, but there are... (laughs) Hundreds of millions, I don't know what the number is, tens of millions of wrestling fans who like what? You know, violence, drama, suspense, uh, guys, you know, throwing blows or whatever. Uh, guys love the fight game. We've got a big fight this weekend in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, guys and girls love the MMA game. Um, people like confrontation. People like, you know, uh, for, for, they like violence. They like stuff like that. So to me, and I'm not condoning it. I'm not sitting here saying that I want guys just, you know, dropping the gloves, so to speak, and throwing punches in an NBA game. Uh, I don't want that. Nobody with the league wants that. Uh, you know, the NBA's nine one one. You can take your pick. It was either the Donaghy scandal or it was uh, the Malice Palace. 
Um, look, I think Kelly Oubre should be fined. You know, he was already fined 25 k for punting a ball uh, into the stands. He should probably be fined more, maybe 35 or 40 for this. But I definitely do not think that Kelly Oubre should be suspended. And, yes, ultimately I think that whole thing, Jonas, that whole game, you had eight techs, three ejections. I think that's good for the NBA. That is a Rick Hamla, NBA TV host, joining us here earlier on Fox Sports Radio. He's spot on. And I hope Oubre's not suspended. I hope there's no punishments handed out like that because this is great for the NBA. It's fantastic. And it's not promoting violence. It's not like we're telling everybody to show up and have a switchblade on them when they're in the middle of the, uh, of the court and somebody's in the free throw lane and you pull one out and shiv somebody. Nobody's saying that. But, but bring a little bit of edge. Bring a little bit of spice to this round of the playoffs because a lot of these series are formalities. It's like... Why do you watch great movies? You already know the ending. You, you know how Shawshank Redemption ends, but why do you watch it? Because the stuff in the middle and the stuff before the ending is so good. The acting is good. The cast is good. The back and forth. You can turn it on. There are certain movies that are so good, you can turn it on at any point throughout the movie, and you'll watch it, and you'll be totally content. And Shawshank Redemption is one of those regardless of what the scene is, and think about it. You've seen it all the way through. You know how it ends, but you'll still watch it every time it comes on your TV. Because everything before the ending is enticing enough to keep you there. That's what this series is. What we're watching right now is a rerun. We're watching a movie we've already seen before. And we've seen it the last two times at exactly this time of year in the NBA playoffs. That movie is Cavs-Warriors in the finals. We all know that. Deep down, I mean, you can be a fan of the Wizards and you can be a fan of the Celtics all you want. You can be a fan of the Toronto Raptors. You know you don't have a shot against Cleveland in the next round. You can be a fan of the San Antonio Spurs. You can love the Houston Rockets. You can be the biggest Utah Jazz fan in the world. You know you got no shot against Golden State. So for us as a public, as a viewing audience, if, you're, if we already know the ending and we already know how things are going to play out, at least make it exciting and enticing before we get to the ending that we already see coming. And that's what's happening with Boston and Washington. It's great. Now people are going to tune in and want to know, all right, what happens next? There's a chippiness to it. There's an edge to it. You've seen good basketball mixed in with physicality, and it does remind people of back in the day with the 80s and the physical nature to the game. It helps the product. So as much as the NBA doesn't want to promote violence and as much as we want to say, listen, kids are watching, we don't want to promote this type of play, we love it. We can't get enough of it. I think everybody, if if you were to just sit down right now and somebody were to give you an option, all right, here's your option. You can bet the Cavs or the field, or you can bet Warriors or the field. Would you bet against Cavs-Warriors in the final? Anybody who's not already day drinking because it's Cinco de Mayo would tell you, no, I'm not taking anybody in the field. It's Cavs-Warriors. You out of your mind? Nobody would take that bet. So if we acknowledge what the ending of the race is, Let's mix in some fun stuff during the race so we can enjoy it while we get there. Otherwise, it's going to be a pretty boring trot up until that time. The Cavs may end up sweeping Toronto. It looks like Golden State's going to end up sweeping Utah. 
And then we wait to see those teams again. So this series is carrying the weight, and it's carrying for the other series in the NBA playoffs and the other struggles to try and keep people interested. Because I'll be honest, Cavs-Raptors, I said it yesterday, it's background music. It's just something that's kind of on in the background. You're not really, it's just sort of there. It's like a Mac football game. I mean, no disrespect to Mac football, but unless you bet on it, it's a Tuesday night and deadliest catch isn't on, so you throw on a Mac game. It's background noise. So I think it's great for the NBA. I think they should should hope that that series goes seven games. Both teams are going to be beat up. Both teams have no shot in the next round. And immediately the tweets will start flooding in of people saying, I don't know what I'm talking about, and blah, 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 blah. All the Celtic ball washers and the Wizard ball washers and all you guys out there. But the reality is we know the ending to all of this. So if that's all we got, then we may as well make it exciting on the way there. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always uh, listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app as well as on Sirius XM channel 83 as well. And you can uh, get me on Twitter, by the way, at the Jonas Knox up next. It is the biggest story in the NFL all day long. And a man at the center of the story is going to tell you why it is great news. And he'll do that for you next. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox sports radio. You can also listen to this show on the iHeartRadio app. By the way, if you're into uh, interleague baseball, all three of you, the Cubs have a 2-0 lead over the New York Yankees in the top of the ninth at Wrigley. Two on for the Yankees. And we will keep you updated on that throughout the remainder of the show. That's a lie. No, we won't. Absolutely we will not. <laughs> unless the unless it is a final at some point in the next uh, 20 seconds here on Fox Sports Radio. John Ramos, our tech producer extraordinaire. It is uh, Cinco de Mayo here. Now, you being uh, of Mexican heritage. That is correct. Or should I just say Mexican? Does that you sound can better? say that, sure. Uh, do you have any big plans for Cinco de Mayo? Uh, we are actually going to an event tonight for my son Lucas at his school, okay. a Cinco de Mayo event. Oh, yes. nice. What What are you, uh, are you bringing uh, things to the event? No, it's, everything's already there, prepared, ready to go. Huh. Good for you, John. So that uh, that non awkward segue leads us to uh, our next guest. <laughs> always, uh, always uh, kind of him to join us here on Fox Sports Radio. He is from the NFL on Fox. He's an analyst, does dr- great stuff on the draft coverage for the NFL Network. Charles Davis, we're here with us on Fox Sports Radio. Charles, what's happening? Hey, how you doing? I gotta tell you, you know that sounded very awkward. So <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just listen. I'm just throwing it out there, not because I'm trying to be a hater or anything. Yeah. But you know, I know how you, I know how it is, and sometimes it just is. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's it's going for the high five at the wrong time. Yeah. It's the is is am I shaking hands or am I dapping? What are we doing? We've all been there. In yeah. fact, it happened to me twice already today. So I get it. Yeah. Li- and listen, that was the radio equivalent to the orangutan making picks on the NFL Network during the draft. <laughs> but, but but the orangutan, I'm telling you, I gotta give it to the orangutan. <laughs> they give one hand signal, yeah. and my man was like, "Bam! There's your pick." <laughs> I love, by the way, I love Mike Mayock, and I love that he was that honest on the air about it, and you just kept Angry. egging it on. I loved it. I loved it. 
I, lo- I love Mike's honesty. I love Mike's <laughs> anger. Like, why are we doing this? And I love how he kept calling the orangutan a chimp. I know. That was my favorite part. Oh, yeah. No, it was always good stuff. Uh, Charles Davis, NFL on Fox analyst, joining us here. You got a new teammate earlier today. Jay Cutler was announced is going to join the booth. What was your initial thought when you heard Jay Cutler was going to be joining you and Kevin Burkhardt this upcoming season? Well, the first part was, you know, I got the phone call after the team of Jay and Kevin had really been assembled. So I'm the add-on to the whole thing. So I'm really excited. Like, you guys want me to play with you guys? Cool. <laughs> How awesome is this that I get to hang out with you guys? I'm excited for Jay because it's a transition time. And for all athletes, when it comes to an end, what's next is always a big deal. You know, what am I going to do? How do I transition? And it's an off-the-charts, out-of-the-box thinking type of a move because, truthfully, when Jay was playing, did anyone in our business, especially in what you guys do, when you sat down and said, you know, possible analyst down the road, did Jay's name ever come up? Oh, never once. Never once. So you talk about out of the box, and he has a chance to, and I know this isn't uppermost in his mind. I shouldn't say I know because I don't know Jay well enough yet, but I'm going to get to know him and learn. But I would guess that he's not saying I'm doing this to create a new image for myself. But people, I'm sure, will see him in a different way, in a different light, because him being the starting quarterback did not require him to give us a song and dance and a smiling face all the time. In our business, your personality is part of who you are as a broadcaster, and Jay's got a chance to show a different personality than maybe the ones people have seen and maybe said that's who he is. I'm quite sure there are different facets to Jay Cutler. Yeah, and I heard uh, Kevin Burkhart was talking earlier today, and he said that that Jay actually reached out to him before his tryout to find out how prepared he needs to be and that he had never dealt with that with a former player trying to get into the business. And you've you've made a successful transition from from the field into the booth, and you're fantastic at it. How much work is put in to do the job that you do currently. I mean, I don't think people, I think people assume that because you're a player, you just know all the X's and O's. So you just kind of show up and you clock in and it's not like that at all. No, I I would agree with that. Um, Without trying to make it sound like obviously we're splitting atoms and things of that nature, because we know we're not. Each person has to put in different amounts of time. Like let's face it. We all went to school with that one kid that you never saw study, but pulled straight A's. Yeah. And you're like, how in the heck did he or she do that? (laughs) So, so different people do it different ways, but the best way I can describe it, and I'm going to speak for myself, is that every week it's like preparing for a midterm or a final to get ready for a game for me. That's how I look at it. And I never put a, a, a time frame on it or a time, amount of time where every week it, it requires me to spend X number of hours. It's the amount of hours needed to get the job done. But for me, it's usually around the same each and every week. But I don't like to put a number out there because – we always start playing, can you top this? And it's kind of like coaches sleeping at the office and, you know, all of that. You know, I, I got in at 4 in the morning and he got in at 4.05. And <laughs> it's whatever is the amount of time necessary to get the job done and get it done well. And anyone can hear our voices. If you're getting ready for a presentation at the office, you're going to do the exact same thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He is a Charles Davis NFL on Fox analyst joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, what was the biggest adjustment for you? Because I was talking with Brady Quinn um, earlier today, and, and Brady was saying that one of the initial adjustments he had to deal with was having a producer talk in your ear during a game, talk in your ear during a game while you're on the air. What was the biggest adjustment for you? 
Yeah, while you're talking, right? Yeah. I, I think the biggest adjustment for me is part of my – I would say one of my strengths is I have an ability to talk. One of my weaknesses is I have an ability to talk. <laughs> and what you have to be able to do is be concise, get that information out, get the heck out of the way, let your, let your play-by-play partner do his or her thing and do it well without stepping on them and adding something in on each and every play. Look, if I've pulled my tapes from earlier in my career, I'm pretty sure we could all sit there and go, you know, you could have shut up a lot more there, Davis. I do believe that people get reputations at times, and I think I far outlived that reputation. I think I'm, I'm, I'm very conscious of partners, teammates, you know, making sure you get in and out, all those things, supporting them. And I've worked in three-man booths many times. Barry Alvarez and I did it the first year of the BCS. I did it with Jim Moore before he went back to UCLA. I did it with Chris Spielman for the vast majority of last year. And I learned something from each and every one of them, and I learned how to be a better teammate every time we went on the air. So that's a big one for me is making sure that the stuff that you were studying at 3 o'clock in the morning, you don't just say it because you were studying it at 3 o'clock in the morning and it has to get out there. Make sure it's pertinent. Make sure it's right. And if you have a really good game, you probably want to use between 10 and 20% of what you prepare for. If you have a bad game, you use more because the game's a blot and you're telling a lot more stories. He is uh, Charles Davis from the NFL on Fox with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Also does the NFL draft for the NFL Network, and you guys did a fantastic job this past weekend. I- I'm curious, and I think probably the people listening to this right now, because we watch it and it's three days and it goes on and on, and we can sort of tune it out and maybe go do some other things and come back with it on in the background while we're you know ha- doing stuff on the weekend. For you guys being there the whole three days, how worn out are you by the time the draft is over? Uh, again, being conscious and, and, and with a nod to the American working person. Yes. Okay, who, who would sit at home and go, hold on, let me get this straight now. <laughs> you sat on your ever-expansive behind and talked football for three days. Cry me a river, Davis. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, like any job, to do it right, it requires the study, it requires the attention, it requires the focus. And you're on. And you know what I mean by that, right? Yeah. Like if anyone at home, when you got to go to work and you're on, and then you come home like, woof, you may not have broken rocks that day, but sometimes mentally it fatigues you because you had a meeting here, a presentation there. People understand, I think, what we're talking about. It is exhausting. There's no getting around it because you're giving your heart and soul to it, and you want it to be done well, and it means something to you. So when that thing ended, Mr. Irrelevant was picked, and we did our last hit, yeah, there's a natural sag of, ooh, all I want to do is go back to my room and go to bed. Ended up going out to dinner with a few a few very good friends and the whole time thinking, man, can I keep one eyelid open? Is that, <laughs> is that possible? Yeah. That's but, a- but, but you guys understand what I'm saying. We don't want to say it to the point where people are like, you got to be kidding me. You sign your butt and talk sports. But if they came and did it, I think they'd have that appreciation of, yes, it's a job like anything else. This draft – Felt, and I don't know if it was the city of Philadelphia, but it was portrayed on TV to people watching it like myself and people listening to this right now on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. This draft felt as exciting, if not more <laughs> exciting, than any other draft I've watched. Did you feel that being there on TV while it was happening? I did, and I'm going to go outside of our area here a little bit and give, give uh, credit where credit's due. Louis Riddick of ESPN, who does a magnificent job on their coverage, I heard him say that it felt as close to doing a game 
the game excitement as you could get without it actually being a game, and I thought it was a very apt description. The people of Philadelphia did a magnificent job. The fans that were there were wonderful. Look, the best stat line of the whole weekend was zero arrests. Yeah. <laughs> now think about that. Yeah. Going into it, what would you have set the line <laughs> knowing you're going to have a draft in Philadelphia and here comes the Giants fans, Washington fans, Dallas fans, just in their own division, let alone all the other fans, and they're going to have very spirited debates out there in the lawn and the whole deal. Get zero arrests. There was a great passion for it, a great intelligence for it, but there was no trouble with it, and the atmosphere was electric. And every time they hit Fly Eagles Fly, you could feel it. I'm telling you, the passion. And, of course, Drew Pearson whipping them into an absolute frenzy may have been the highlight of the whole thing. Oh, yeah, it was fantastic. He is a Charles Davis NFL on Fox analyst. He will now be joined by Jay Cutler alongside Kevin Burkhart coming up this uh, this fall on the uh, Fox broadcast. And the first game I believe that Jay will be doing, and I'm assuming you'll be there as well too, is Titans-Bears. Uh, that the is first the understanding game. I have. Yeah, yeah, the preseason game, Titans-Bears in Nashville as I understand it, Jay and I have texted with each other, but we haven't had a chance to talk. I think he's been kind of busy today. Yeah, I, um, I imagine so. <laughs> he, I believe he and his family have moved back to Nashville, where Jay went to college at Vanderbilt. And, of course, the Bears were his most recent team. So how's that for a great – it just matched up that way. It wasn't something they had to manufacture. That game was already on Fox's books for this team, the, the, the number two team, B team, whatever you call it, to do. And here comes Jay, able to, to jump right in on that one. I can't wait to spend time with him, learn football from him, pick his brain. And I know people talk about his personality. Let me tell you something. I am a Scorpio, okay? No one can be moodier than the guy you're talking <laughs> to right now. So I'm not, I, as I told my friends and, and my colleagues, I said, I wouldn't be worried about Jay at all. I'd be worried about me. Oh yeah, that is well. It'll be a, it'll be a good watch and a good listen. You always do a fantastic job, and we always appreciate a few minutes of your time, Charles, here on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for having me, guys. It's great to talk with you again, Jonas. You guys take care of yourselves, okay? You too. That is uh, Charles Davis, NFL on Fox analyst, also part of the NFL Network. You can get him on Twitter. He's a great follow as well too at CFD twenty two. Um, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio, also on the iHeartRadio app. Up next, though, and by the way, we do have an update. Uh, the Cubs gave up a go-ahead home run, now down 3-2 in the ninth. What a shock. Uh, up next, there is a guy in the NFL that you know a lot about. He may have even been on your fantasy football team at one point or another. You can own a piece of him. Find out how in 60 seconds from now. First, though, let's find out what's trending. So good, John. Those of you listening on the podcast, you have no idea what we're talking about. But trust me, it's good. <laughs> the podcast. Uh, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app as John serenades us because it is Cinco de Mayo. So why wouldn't you play Duran Duran? Exactly. Yeah, this I mean, it hits, makes all the sense in the world. It's right on the mark, folks. Yeah. <laughs> so there is a uh, Deb Carson is here with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Always does a great job. And Deb is going to put on a little something that we like to call the press. The press. Deb Carson, welcome in. Thank you, Jonas Knox. All right, now we have got uh, we've got some good stories here. Now you gave us one yesterday about a dragonfly, and when it doesn't want to have sex, it just pretends to die. That's right. Dies to the, dives to the ground and pretends to uh, be dead. Yeah. 
Yes. Well, we're going to start off with a horse racing story. (laughs) Since about 155,000 people will visit Churchill Downs for tomorrow's Kentucky Derby. And according to KentuckyDerby.com, there's a new favorite for Saturday's race. Always dreaming now the favorite, running from the five post, nine to two favorite. It's jockey John Velasquez. The horse is trained by Todd Pletcher. That is the new favorite. The early favorite, Classic Empire, has dropped to seven to one odds. He's in the 14 post. And if you want a big long shot the biggest at the moment 61 to 1 odds untrapped oh Oh, wow now would it be worth betting on all of them and it's whoever way is it like roulette you bet the inside numbers on roulette and then if one of them hits it's like 35 to 1 payout you know what i used to go to vegas regularly for a um, a kentucky derby party every year and i would always pick like one that was picked you know close to the top to win i'd pick like a 20 to 1 ish and then i would go for one of the long shots and inevitably one of those long shots would, uh, and I would pick them all to to show. So, you know, inevitably one of them would finish in the money. That's, Ay, Dios mio. Let me say go to my to you too, sir. Uh, that, that's, and so there's going to be 140,000? 155,000 people. Wow. That's a lot of mint juleps. Yeah, that's a lot of money being wagered on the uh, Kentucky Derby. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, speaking of money, uh, former Packers running back Eddie Lacy trying to raise some for charity. He's now with the Seahawks and had planned to have a two-day garage sale this weekend at his suburban Green Bay home to clean out the house before moving to Seattle. But as soon as the doors open today, almost all of the merchandise, T-shirts, unused armor, uh, Under Armour cleats, Packers hoodies, everything, almost everything sold out. Uh, Lacey donating 100% to charity, and anything left will be donated to Freedom House in Green Bay, which is an organization serving families in need of housing. Who would buy Eddie Lacey's gear? A lot of people. Re- like, what, who Packer fans really want Eddie Lacey's gear? I think what? a lot of people want anybody's gear who is remotely famous. It's a bizarre thing. If you go it to is. eBay or Amazon.com, for that matter, uh, and, and places around here, there are a lot of celebrities who live in the Sherman Oaks area. There are always, you know, estate sales. And there's a new uh, place on Ventura Boulevard that claims to sell celebrity-used clothing. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> is not really? kidding. Yes. And like not here, not far here from the studio? No, between, uh, <laughs> between Sepulveda and Van Nuys Boulevard. And they sell celebrity-worn clothing. That's what the name of their wow. shop says. How many people have fallen for that <laughs> trick? That's a good move. Yeah. Well, uh, creepy story. Late former Patriots tight end Aaron Hernandez turns out was indeed a gang member. According to a death report released today, the document lists Hernandez as a member of the Bloods under his (laughs) gang profile. It also indicates he was once disciplined for having gang paraphernalia. And if you're wondering why it was released, uh, the AP filed a public records request. I mean, boy, what a stunner. Wait, what a stunner he was involved in gangs. Right, exactly. I, I remember being, I worked at my brother's bar back when I was a bouncer, and I worked at the front door. And they, the cops came to us and they said, hey, just be on the lookout. There could be some guys that show up at some point. Um, they, if, if you see this tattoo, it means that they've done time in prison <laughs> and it may have been, you know, they may have been involved or know, know something about a murder. And so I'm working the door, and one of the guys walks up, hmm. and I see the tattoo. Oh, and it's like, uh, anybody want to get over here and uh, kind of check this thing out? <laughs> uh, you know, I need uh, you to know. take a bathroom break. Yeah, for 10 bucks an hour, I'm just not about to take a shiv in the spine. It's not happening. So I'll go ahead and let somebody else handle this. That was a good move, Jonas yeah. Knox.
not a good move. Uh, <laughs> life decisions here by uh, Colt Lyerla. He's gone from a blue chip recruit to Oregon Ducks tight end to a brief stint with the Packers and now escaped convict. Lyerla was in the second month of a six-month sentence in a minimum security correction center for forgery using $50 bills. But on Thursday, a guard found an open first-door window. Lyerla was missing. He's now on the run, and once he's caught, he will now be charged with felony second-degree escape. And guess what? He won't be eligible for a minimum security correction center. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. Let's go live to uh, to Colt, who joins us now. Your thoughts, Colt? No, maybe it was though. I mean, everybody's <laughs> looking for you. Uh, that's uh, wow, a hell of a job by him. Way to way to like not have a lot going for you and like not blow it at all or anything. Right, Jesus. exactly. Yeah. Uh, now the Paterno name once again surfacing, of course, uh, forever linked with the Penn State University. Jay Paterno, a son of late head coach Joe Paterno has now been elected to the university's board of trustees. He's a former quarterbacks coach at the school. He'll start his new role in July. He sees it as a call to service, but what makes it bizarre is you may recall Jay had tried to sue the university following his firing, claiming that he would always be linked to the Sandusky situation. And because of the Louis Free report, it made made it impossible for him to find a comparable job. There's been a lot of bizarre things that have happened. Since uh, since the whole initial incident and, and the stuff came out years ago, a lot of a lot of kind of bizarre things. You think I, I would imagine there's a few do overs that some people would like involved in this whole thing. Yeah, it's very, uh, very odd that he would be now working for the university. Absolutely. Yeah. And finally, Jonas, when the album that is your life finally reaches its end, instead of resting in peace, you can now rest in vinyl. There's a company now offering the service of having your ashes pressed into an album that your loved ones can enjoy for generations. Can't use music that has a copyright, but you can record your own music, a personal record, a uh, a last will and testament, a message to your loved ones, and you can just allow those uh, ashes to emit their own pops and crackles wow. as the record spins, according to the website. It's called com. And by the way, it's about 4000 bucks. You can get up to 30 copies of the record that, one's, uh, that runs 12 minutes per side. <laughs> now, is it on any album done by anybody and you can get the stuff put in? No, no, it can't be on anything that is uh, attached to a copyright. It, it, they have their own blank records. You can send them your own personal music, but no, you can't like pick Stairway to Heaven, for instance, and have it, you know pressed into that it has to be something that you personally own the copyright to yeah and if and plus if you didn't have that exciting of a life you could probably just pick like vaseline by stone temple pilots because that song's like two and a half minutes <laughs> so you could just make it a quick hitter um th- this is really strange i've also seen to where people if they they can take ashes and get them tattooed into your body wow yeah like you can take uh like your dog's ashes or you can take something else like that and get it tattooed and deb and i were talking there's no bigger racket in the world than setting up funerals yes because they've got you backed into a corner and you have no choice but to shell out a ton of money anybody who's ever set up for a funeral it's a costs a fortune and you have no choice but to just go along with it because you want to be. You don't want to seem like a cheapskate during on the biggest day and the finality of that person's life. Exactly yeah. at your most vulnerable point. Oh, and that, brutal. gentlemen and ladies, was the press. Well done. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. As John Ramos sticks the landing on that segment here. Always, yes, always do. <laughs> By the way, Cubs lose three two. What a shock.
spoil the show. That team stinks. They got no shot this year. Um, listen to the show always on the iHeartRadio app, and you can tweet me at the Jonas Knox. Up next, though, there's uh, so two people that a lot of you really, really dislike, you're not big fans of, but they are going to be joined at the hip because what they are doing, it involves sports, is something that you are all feeding into and you don't even realize it. We'll tell you what it is next here on FSR. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. You can, uh, by the way, always listen to this show on the iHeartRadio app. And a reminder that coming up in about 11 minutes from now on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates, but you can always find the show on the iHeartRadio app as well. But it is Steve Gorman Sports. Uh, Always a good listen. Make sure you check those guys out. Steve and Jeffrey Gorman taking you into the weekend, uh, talking all sorts of good stuff. Maybe Jeffrey Gorman will also fill you in on who he has recently scammed with NBA bets because he is the biggest scam artist when it comes to NBA betting. He finds morons who are either half in the bag or don't know the NBA. He bets them about 20 bucks a piece and just collects the winnings and reminds them about it for a full year. Yes, that was me. So make sure you stick around for that as Steve Gorman Sports coming up here 11 minutes from now. We do want to let you know that we are brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Uh, Robert Guerra, John Ramos, uh, a couple of uh, white guys hanging out on Cinco de Mayo. Will you guys be watching the fight at all this weekend? Canelo and Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., and will you be watching the Kentucky Derby? Yes and no. Okay. To me. For so that so one. yes on the fight, no on the Kentucky Derby. I only watch if it's going to be the triple crown. So if it's if the horse the the horses won two of the races, I'll watch that last race if he's going for the triple crown. Okay. Now it's part of the triple crown. It's the biggest it, race. That's right. You know. I but like, okay. It's fair enough. Now uh Robert, will you be watching both? Well, Jonas, unlike you, I am a real Mexican. So I will be watching the fight, and I will be streaming it for free. Oh, I will not be paying for it. Oh, that's good. That's good to loud. say on the air. Well done. By the way, if, if you want to remind everybody that you don't pay your taxes, you can say that too, Robert. That's a nice, <laughs> nice work by you. I use my dad's social security number. It's fine. <laughs> it's like that guy, uh, Cabby. You remember the Cabby? He used to go on Howard Stern show. He started bragging on Howard Stern show. I haven't paid my taxes in three years. <laughs> like 15 minutes later, gets a knock at the door, and he gets wheeled out in cuffs. <laughs> like he's Aaron Hernandez. Whoops. They got to slide a shirt on him. Um, all right, so well, I will be watching both, and I'm going to be betting on both. I'll tell you that right now. Who do, who do you like in the in the first in the fight, and then who do you like in the Kentucky? Well, Canelo's going to win the fight. Okay, all right, Canelo will win the fight. Um, the it's about how long the fight goes. So Canelo, that's a lock. Uh, the Kentucky Derby, I have no idea. Okay. But I, I may just bet like two bucks on every single horse and hope the long shot wins and it covers up for the other ones that lose. So I, I look at it like the middle of a roulette wheel. I think that's how everybody should approach it. And uh, and then we'll go from there. And so, then it lands on green. Yes. And then you're screwed. Yeah. And then you just disappear. <laughs> uh, you just take chips off the table and run the other way <laughs> is really the move there. Um, we were also talking earlier about uh, LeVar Ball. And now everybody has mocked this guy. They com- just completely crushed the guy. And said, oh, this guy, we can't stand him. His shoes stink. And everybody made jokes earlier um, when the shoes first came out. And he released the first line of the Lonzo Ball shoes yesterday on social media. And he was getting smashed for it. Without anybody realizing that you're just feeding the pot. I mean, I made a joke about him. They do look like bowling shoes. I wouldn't necessarily buy them because I'm not into those type of shoes. But 
the idea that people think that LeVar Ball is doing damage to his shoe brand and his brand in general by having these shoes out there and being as boisterous as he is, you're out of your mind. You're crazy. I mean, there's, there is a pro wrestling element to this. There's a pro wrestling type to this marketing that he is trying to corner. And they always tell you, like, if you talk to a guy who's struggling in pro wrestling, they always say, listen, if you're getting booed, that's a good thing because it's them showing they care. It's when they don't do anything that you got a problem. So you either want to be really, really celebrated or really, really hated. But if it's somewhere in the middle, yeah, it's not a good thing. Yeah, he's okay sometimes, other times he's not. You don't want to have, have you don't want to be in the middle on that stuff. And so for LeVar Ball, you either think that it's good, and I think it's fantastic. I find him entertaining. The way he is so over the top about it, I think is unique and it's different, and he's taking on big time companies that have been established forever and ever. And then there's other people that don't like how boisterous he is, but the more that you tell everybody how dumb and how bad and how reckless he is about the way he's handling his son's future career, the more that you're going to entice people to get in there. And if you think this doesn't work, if you think that this is all just going to pan out uh, in in no way, shape, or form, and he's just going to be a complete failure, you remember what everybody said when Donald Trump first threw his name in the hat to run for president? How many people out there, it was like the first time you saw the FarmersOnly.com commercial, you just assumed it was a joke? The first time, regardless of whether or not you, you support Trump or you, you, you dismiss him and you can't stand Donald Trump as president, the first time you heard Donald Trump was running for president, everybody had a laugh. Nah, no way, that's, that's not going to work out. Yeah, no way, he's got no shot in hell. And guess what? He did it. And a lot of you may dislike it, and a lot of you may not be thrilled with it, but the fact of the matter is, whatever he did worked. So before we discredit LeVar Ball and say he doesn't know what he's doing and he's damaging his son's career, let's wait until all the ca- all the checks are cashed, because I think it's going to be a completely different outcome. Uh, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb. Thanks so much for having me. I want to thank Deb Carson, John Ramos, and Robert Garrett. It's been fun the past couple of days. Doug is back on Monday. Steve Gorman Sports is next. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.